Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsprecher. Hi, friends. During this COVID-19 period, I know cabin fever is running off the charts for some of you. I hope you are finding some outlets. We are doing a few shows with ideas on getting out, including one coming up on Oakview Park. Of course, some other parks are open, although, again, it'll be limited access, no renting paddle boats, etc., There are happenings, though, especially if you do some out-of-the-box adventures like strawberry and blueberry picking. In fact, for blueberry picking, fun, you might want to check out Busy Bee Farm or Lion Farm. Just be sure, no matter what you do, you check CDC guidelines. That's so important. Be cautious no matter where you're going, what you're doing. Anything we talk about on the show, make sure you feel comfortable with it. And again, following the CDC guidelines. Today, we are going to explore an entertainment prospect open to you during this COVID-19 period, although on a restricted basis again, and that is Tobacco Road Tours. Brad Kennedy is here to tell us all about it. Welcome, Brad. Well, Mary, thank you very much for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to chat with you and the audience about who we are and what we do and so forth. Well, let's start with that. Tell us the history of the company to begin with. It'd be a pleasure. So Tobacco Road Tours has been the Triangle's leader uh, in activities, events, and tours since 2009. So that's uh, 11 plus years now. And we have uh, public tours that consist of a variety of quality options, uh, such as our sightseeing bus tours in both Raleigh and Durham, and ever popular very, you know, ghost walks and uh, pub crawls and ghost uh, related tours. A couple of years ago, we just started uh, something that's kind of unique. Uh, doing in both in Raleigh, we have sightseeing bar walks. It's kind of a historic walk, and then a stop at a two or three places over a two-hour period to uh, enjoy yourself with an adult beverage at a, a local watering hole in both places. And uh, we also participate and have some walking tours uh, in the city here for. Uh, no charge, uh, kind of a gratuity or, uh, if you will, and those are both in Raleigh and Durham. Um, okay, so let so me let me stop I, you there because I'd like to uh, kind of uh, go through each tour individually and you give us maybe a two-minute kind of thing on what people could expect. But, but going back just to the history, uh, so you're covering Durham and Raleigh, any other area? Uh, we have uh, just had a private family, a um, couple of families on a bus tour. We did Durham, and we also broke into Chapel Hill because it's quite a unique, unique small college town, the epitome of a college town. 
Um, and we, we actually have a corporate division that has you know, transportation needs such as shuttles and dinner and airport, and, you know, private event planning services and something called a relocation services tour, which is, um, I don't think anybody else is doing this. So corporate clients called a lifestyle living and cultural tour. It's basically for candidates uh, that, uh, medium to high level candidates that are seeking a, an overview, if you will, an area overview. We spend about three to four hours with that that uh, guest or that um, candidate, and it just helps them separate um, employers seeking to attract and retain the best possible talent. So that's interesting. I didn't realize you did that type of thing. I'm just thinking about like more, you know, just these individual chores, but that is a great idea for a prospective um, employee to get a little bit familiar and realize if they want to move here or not. Um, And also, how many guides do you have? You know, um, anywhere between four and 10. It just depends on seasonality and so forth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Four and 10. Okay, that's understandable depending on the need. I want to go back to something you said about customizing a tour. Uh, You mentioned about the two families. So someone could actually call you and say, look, instead of your usual Raleigh tour or ghost tour, we want to sprinkle this and that and that and that in our time with you. You can adjust to that. That's a a great observation, and the answer is yes. We've been at it for 11 years, and we understand the need for um, helping build itineraries, and that could incorporate transportation, food and beverage, itinerary building, and so forth uh, to help optimize the time that is spent and utilization of that time for maximum benefit. And a lot of that is with either private or corporate, like team building, um, where you would have how much time do you have, what is your budget, and that can be educational, informative, but most of all fun um, when you look at team building, trying to integrate those elements into, you know, uh, a client's needs and requirements. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you make like a historical tour fun? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll give you an example. Most people are unfamiliar with the fact that Raleigh was kind of established as the second planned U.S. state capital city in our country while Philadelphia was first. We got many things from Philadelphia, such as the William Christmas plan. Yes, his name is Willie Christmas, and... um, he was a surveyor, so when you look at that, you think for a moment and go, wow, have you ever been to Philadelphia? Notice the green spaces and parks and the one-way streets. So to bring it back to reality, if you're in Raleigh, you've got all the one-way streets. I think, Mary, you're probably familiar with many of those. And what about Moore Square, Nash Square, Burke Square, and so forth? These squares were you know, set forth in 1792, and... You know, Joel Lane and Isaac Hunter are kind of considered the fathers of Raleigh. But most importantly, they got the, the, I believe it was nine commissioners inebriated 
on something called Cherry Bounce. You might ask, what's Cherry Bounce? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's Raleigh's famous, you know, adult beverage from late 17, early 1800s, and it's bourbon, fresh cherries with the pits, and mulling spices. Hmm. And Joe Lane and Isaac Hunter got those commissioners inebriated, and they said, by golly, we're going to have to buy his land. And they did so in December of 1792 for 1,368 pounds. That was 1,000 acres. So, you know, you, you engage folks in terms of your style and methodology and, you know, so we end up having a lot of fun, and of course they get to taste some cherry bounce if they're so inclined, and so forth. Oh, interesting. Um, that would be fun. Okay, so what I want to talk about, and and I guess maybe the best way to start would be, I'd like to touch on you know as as many tours as we have time for you to explain, so people know even in non-COVID times. Um, what's out there because we're hoping this whole thing ends soon and you'll be back up and running full scale. But what do you think? Should we should we first talk about what you have available now that's limited due to the virus and then go into all the other tours that might be available down the line? I think that's a great solution or a great option. Um, I guess I'll pick up that mantle there and run with it. Um, both in Raleigh and Durham, our very popular dark, mysterious ghost walk in Durham, the Pub Crawl and Haunted Adventure Tours are a bit on on hold um, in both markets, but I, I think I've come up with a solution that would allow us to run those tours, and instead of bars, which are currently under the governor's uh, phase three, um, entrance, um, we would stop at some cool restaurants, which have lovely bars, as you know. And then, of course, in Raleigh, we've got a very popular ghost tour called the Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tour. Um, Those tours are currently running, and the pub crawls are getting ready to launch with the concept that I've just explained, and there's many great options when it comes to lovely restaurant bar stops. And some of those are even incorporated to the traditional pub crawl and haunted adventure tour. In addition to that, um, for the last oh, month or so, I have been extending and offering the City of Medicine, uh, which is in Durham, as well as the uh, City of Oaks tour, which are uh, our free walking tours for guests to come out, uh, typically 10 or less, which is the standard today during COVID times, and they're kind of pay what you can, if you will. So it just brings an opportunity to share my passion and love and interest in infotaining those who come out on both the Raleigh and Durham, um, you know, walking, free walking tours that we have. And that's up and through July the 4th and 5th. July 4th and 5th. So, um, correct. So, so here again, all of you out there, it's not only something to do during this period, but also free of charge. Of course, gratuity would be appreciated and kind of understood um, to pull guides out to do this, but there's no set price on these tours right now until, like, 
uh, like uh, Brad just said, July 4th and 5th. So, um, of course, always be generous and realize that person, that guide is taking a lot of time and sharing passion with you. So do the same back at them. Um, but uh, so so and I know they would vary, but can you give us like a range of let's just say let's say the let's just say the Raleigh City of Oaks tour, you're doing that for free now. But once you're back up and running, what would something like that run for a person right typically those run between 15 and 18 dollars a person um so i think that and in each market respectfully as well as the ghost tours are 13 17 dollars pub crawls 20 that's two and a half hours of entertainment though the other tours are about 90 90 minutes respectfully ghost tour and then the city sightseeing walks that you just referenced. I hope I've kind of answered that with covering the current tours that are out there available and open to the public. Well, you know, that seems a reasonable fee. If you think about just going to the movie will cost you, I don't know, like around 10 bucks for for a, a ticket. Um, and you get to learn history or have something different to do something new for a change and also um, find out interesting things. Like let's talk a little bit about your ghost tour. Like what would someone expect? Maybe tell us some spots, maybe just one or two quick uh, elements that you talk about on that tour. Oh, my pleasure. Well, we kind of, uh, again, it's, it, we call that our engagement model. You know, uh, for example, I'll be your spirit guide tonight. Thank you for coming out on the back road tours, you know, Haunt of Footsteps Ghost Tour. By a show of hands, how many people believe in, well, the paranormal or ghosts or hauntings? So that's the way that I do it. And then we all of a sudden see people raising their hands, Mary. They're, they're interested. They're there for a reason. And then we get into various elements such as, you know, are you a believer or non-believer? Hmm. Well, there's actually a third school of thought, Mary. Do you know what it is? I don't. What is it? I'm I'm curious. So, Mary, those are the folks from the Show Me State. These are from Missouri, if you're familiar with the expression. These folks are ghost agnostics. I mean, they need to, you know, show me empiric evidence that, in fact, they've just either seen, felt, heard, smelled, all those senses some type of haunting or paranormal or ghost experience. So anyway, we have a little fun even on our introductions, um, as you can see. So, And then we always ask some folks to share what moved them into the Believer camp, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been really a, such a treat and a pleasure for me over the last 11 years is to have a group of people come out and then share some amazing experiences with this small group of people. I mean, it, it warms the crowd. It opens them up to the possibilities, right? Makes sense. In fact, I'll, yeah. I'll even and say on uh, a ghost tour I went on, a couple of them, I, I enjoy that because I am a believer. <laughs> and uh, at nice. one of the tour guides was encouraging people to take photos at these different places that were supposed to be haunted and, and saying, you know, then when later look back at that picture and see if you see some orbs 
And a lot of the folks on the tour did pick up orbs and some of the sites in the picture that they took. They didn't actually see like a ghostly figure, but all these orbs, these round circular light kind of things. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wonder, did you ever have anybody uh, have any kind of experience like that on your tours? Um, yes. And we also, as you're experiencing, encourage folks to, you know, take pictures because it's interesting what the naked eye can or cannot see in addition to what the electronic format can pick up on. It's it's kind of fascinating. Somebody will, will, will or won't see something and all of a sudden they'll look at their cell phone or digital camera that they may have with them and they'll pick up like you just suggested. It could be an orb, it could be some type of an apparition, some electronic or um, otherworldly expression, right? Um, you know, a figure. There's there's lots of different things up on Facebook under Tobacco Road Tours, and folks have shared pictures and so forth with us. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad you picked up on that, so... So just one last question about the ghost tour, and then we'll talk about some of the other offerings. But um, give us just one short, like the the best haunted story that you might talk about, just in brief, not the whole shebang that you might do, but just what's like the most haunted place in uh, on your tour? I would say the capital. Um, there are the Yarborough, you know, house ghosts. There's the Peg Leg ghost in Raleigh. Our governor's mansion has been known to have, you know, some paranormal activity for a variety of governors, and one actually perished there. But I would say, out of all of them, and there are others that I'm not mentioning, I would say that the state capital, we call it Capital Phantoms. And considering that, you know, the Union troops came to that state capital. Um, 60,000 troops, and the dynamic of the death and destruction associated with the Civil War and the Union and the Confederacy, it was uh, a, a daunting time, to say the least. And um, there's been a host of interviews, as well as one particular story I will share with you. Is There's a former young lady who was working for the Speaker of the House. She was most likely an intern doing work, maybe postgraduate work, and she. this was 40 years ago, and 30 years ago, give or take, and she was across the uh, chamber from the Speaker of the House, and she was wrapping up and finishing up her her afternoon or evening, and it was a winter time, so it was already getting dark at 6, 6.30, and she's finishing up, packing up her belongings, and she hears this this scuttle, this distinct four, five, six men voices. So she pushes the door open of the office, which is, again, on the opposite side of the Speaker of the House, and she just almost loses it. She sees visually, these five or six men dressed in, shall we say, Victorian clothing, if you will. Most of the men had beards and the hats. But what's interesting is she noticed that they were barking at each other, 
pointing fingers. Some even bring brought their fist up and began to shake their fist and pointing their fingers as if they were having this extraordinary argument. Back and forth, back and forth. Well, she tries to get out. She begins to leave. And all of a sudden, as she's exiting stage right, those four or five men simply turn their heads, look at her, and all of a sudden, she paused. And when she paused, they turn back around with their heads, look at each other, and all of a sudden, what? You've heard it. They just vanished like a puff of smoke. They disappeared. They went away. Hmm. No one knows the origins of these capital phantoms. Some suggest it's, well, could be spirits of Democrats or Republicans in those hallowed halls. But I'll tell you this. One thing we do know about the state capitol and all around the capitol grounds, Mary, it's the people's house when you think about it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a great tour. And we've covered the pub and how you're adjusting to restaurants instead of bars during this uh, COVID-19 period and some sightseeing. And we've done the custom and we've done the relocation. So um, so I want to end with, you mentioned the, the Durham um Sure. But before we do that, so uh, and we've co- talked about cost. And so like when when you wherever you're joining these tours, I imagine there's different meeting places and some are walking and some are bus. Correct. Um, our bus tours, for example, meet, you know, in downtown Raleigh, which is the sightseeing sightseeing city bus tour, historic bus tour. Meets at a very unique place, and I'd love to share this with everyone. It's a very well-known building. It's the Briggs Hardware Building. Today, it's known as CORE, which is City of Raleigh Museum. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. Yep, it's right there on Main. It's on the uh, 200 block of Fayetteville. So you have the Capitol headed south. You have the 100 block, the 200 block, 300 block, and 400 block. Then you have South Street, and then you have the Duke Industry Performing Arts Center. So we meet there, and in Durham, we meet at the Visitors Convention and Visitors Bureau, or Visitor Center, which is on West Main Street in downtown Durham. For the free walking tours, which are going on this Saturday and Sunday, as well as through through July 4th and 5th, which is a Saturday and Sunday, uh, the Durham tour meets at the Majestic Bull Statue next to the 21C Museum Hotel, and that's at um, 9 o'clock in the morning one day. I'm sorry, 10 o'clock one day and 1 p.m. on Sundays. And then Raleigh, the City of Oaks tour, meets at the infamous Sir Walter Raleigh statue at our lovely convention center. And hopefully most people know where uh, that is. We do request, if possible, to you know register. It's free to register. It just allows our guide to know how many folks are coming because... Mary, I didn't mention this. Tobacco Road Tours gives some unique little prizes away because of our engagement model. So we might ask you a question or two, and everybody get, you know can participate. And if you, you win, you get some cool TRT um, swag, as we call it, right? Mm-hmm. That's fun. So Okay. Yes. 
All right. So, um, so let's, let's give folks the, the site. And then I want to close with, you know, just what all you cover in this Durham medicine, uh, tour. So what, where should people go to register as you say, or get more information? Sure. My pleasure. That's www.tobaccoroadtours.com. And once you get to the site, uh, you can just go under tours and Raleigh will have City of Oaks walking tour and then Durham uh, will have the Durham City of Medicine walking tour. You just click on those and of course, you know, you can register by just clicking the button to register. And if you go to tobaccoroadtours.com forward slash deals, that's D-E-A-L-S, currently we're running some specials on our ghost tours and pub crawls. Um, up to 25, I'm sorry, up to 20% off. So the larger the crew, the more the savings. And, you know, thank you for letting me mention that, Mary, as well. Yeah, that, that I'm glad that you did for our listeners. Um, and is there a minimum now? Because uh, I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people might come out or not. But do you have a minimum in order to uh, run, let's just say, the ghost tour, for example? I'm glad you asked. We just need four people. That's it. Two folks and two of their best friends or four of a crew, and then we'll run the tour. So, okay. And if you have three, but they're willing to pay a little bit extra in the tips, um, would you, would you uh, consider that, or it must be at least four? Well, they would need to contact us because our booking platform has that minimum um, element in the initial booking. Mm-hmm. So, um, or if we end up with three that somehow or another that we end up running it, um, we just ask that they look after our guide and, you know, that's appreciated and so forth. Right. Okay. Uh, just, just, in, just for your edification, I was curious, do you know what TIPS stands for? T-I-P-S. Tips. Yes. What does it, it used to? Uh, tell tell us. Uh, well, I mean, in the service industry, TIPS typically stands for to ensure prompt service. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. yeah or something I, along those ranges. So. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, it's one of those trivia things that goes way back in your brain. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as you say it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so let's just close with a brief explanation of the Durham City of Medicine tour. Um, This I found a little interesting just because you're you're talking about things like uh, uh, why do pitchers warm up in a bullpen and things like that. So tell us what we could expect if we signed up for that tour. Right, so that's currently the one that's, um, you know, free and appreciated tips and so forth, but um, really it, it, it covers from Native American Indian introduction to um, our downtown, who the founder was, Bartlett Leonidas Durham, to the African American experience and the investment in risk by a number of unique African Americans at the turn of the century, that's turn of the eight, uh, 20th century, I should say. In addition to kind of hotels and um, properties and architecture, all the way through to some cool baseball, as you just referenced, and who were the Dukes and why the Dukes, and a little bit of Civil War history like to throw in as well. So, 
So uh, that's a walking tour? That's a walking tour? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so you're going to these different sites as, uh, like when you say about talking about uh, Civil War, where are you when you're talking about that? So I usually uh, introduce it uh, on the front end just mm-hmm. to let everyone know that the largest troop surrender actually took place in Durham, North Carolina at a yeoman farm um, called Bennett Place because it has to do with all of those 60,000 you know, Union soldiers when they left because they spent time in Durham under William Tecumseh Sherman. Um, they left Durham with discovering what's known as bright leaf tobacco, and then that led the charge by a series of events and people, places, and so forth that would change Durham and the state of North Carolina essentially forever. Um, But you're not actually going to Bennett Place, for example, or the Duke Homestead or something like that. It's just like you're just kind of in the city and you're telling these stories. Uh, Yes, because it's a huge element of, you know, Durham's history and, you know, the importance of how the tobacco industry, you know, led to a variety of other industries like, I don't know, electricity. Anyone ever heard of Duke Energy? (laughs) Well, your tours sound very interesting, a lot to it. And you come away, I think, with not only knowledge, but a lot of fun. So I thank you so much for being with us today and letting folks know there is, you know, there is uh, there is some sun on the horizon to at least get out a little bit. Again, cautioning everyone to be careful. And I know you're taking all the uh, prescribed guidelines, all the steps to make sure all the folks are safe. So again, thanks so much yep. for being here with us. My pleasure, Mary. And just closing, we do recommend bringing your face mask of some protected nature with you. It's just the right thing to do. Perfect. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye now. Time for our nonprofit spotlight. And having just been talking about Durham, we thought we'd center on Keep Durham Beautiful. Since 2004, Keep Durham Beautiful has united with communities and businesses to be stewards of Durham by removing thousands of pounds of waste, planting trees and community gardens, and bringing people together to take ownership of their city. An affiliate of Keep America Beautiful, Keep Durham Beautiful is a nonprofit working in partnership with the City of Durham's General Services Department and Durham County to help residents take action through volunteer opportunities, tool lending, educational programs, resource coordination, and more. All of these activities center around three focus areas, litter prevention, recycling and waste reduction, beautification and community greening. Their accomplishments in the past year, I really want I really wanted you to hear this. 424 trees planted, 250 trees giving away, 4,000 pollinators planted, just about 61,000 pounds of litter collected, and get get a load of this, almost 7,000 
6,944 cigarette butts picked up. I wonder who counted those. Anyway, tremendous impact. For more information, visit keepdurhambeautiful.org. Keepdurhambeautiful.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Thanks for joining us via Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, etc. Or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. This is Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 plant a tree.